Welcome to First Formation, a weekday podcast for high church lowlifes like me, Logan Isaac, looking to get the fuck up and pray. This is where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. A podcast for anyone who cares for soldiers and veterans enough to follow us into the mud and the suck. To hear the good news through grunts and with grunts, in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 12 Help, O Lord, for there is no longer anyone who is godly. The faithful have disappeared from humankind. They utter lies to each other. With flattering lips and a double heart they speak. May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say, With our tongues we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is our master? Because the poor are despoiled, because the needy groan, I will now rise up says the Lord. I'll place them in the safety for which they long. The promises of the Lord are promises that are pure, silver refined in a furnace on the ground, purified seven times. You, O Lord, will protect us. You will guard us from this generation forever. On every side the wicked prowl, as vileness is exalted among humankind. Proverbs chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. Better is a dry morsel with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. A slave who deals wisely will rule over a child who acts shamefully and will share the inheritance as one of the family. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. An evildoer listens to wicked lips and a liar gives heed to a mischievous tongue. Those who mock the poor insult the maker those who are glad at calamity will not go unpunished. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 19 through 23. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, though I am not free from God's law, but am under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by, by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. Sixteenth Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Logan Isaac recording from the Appalachian Abbey in Knoxville, Maryland. This morning took a little while to get going because I had a pretty alarming case of the hiccups, but I think I think I'm good. Um, this morning's Psalm, Psalm 12, is followed by uh, a very short selection from Proverbs, and then uh, about a paragraph or so from First Corinthians. And the thing from First Corinthians has always kind of bothered me. Um, it's it, so essentially Paul is saying, look, you know, whatever it takes, you know, to slaves, to Gentiles, um, to Jews, I've become 
you know, it's when in Rome, right? Um, I've done all of this um, so that I might by all means save some. I've become all things to all people that I might by all means save some. It's bothered me because it seems so superficial and fleeting. Like, uh, I grew up in Orange County, and one of the things one of the things that uh, made me think about joining the military was because everybody just seemed so fake. Um, and, you know, I was a teenager, so probably a lot of teenagers think that about people where they live. Um, and uh, But I, I do think Orange County is a special kind of place. Um, if Even if we just judge based on the number of reality TV shows and pseudo-reality TV shows that have come out of it. Anyway... Um, so I, it always bothered me, um, this line, not necessarily what he's trying to accomplish, which I think is admirable, um, but it it just seems so easy to take out of context. Um, and it stuck out with me in particular because of the political, you know, circus. Um, every new day there's something coming out of D.C., um, and it makes me think about politicians. I, I had this book some time ago, and I think I sold it. Um, Politics as Christian Witness, I think, was the name of it. And it's kind of old. It's like written in the 60s. And I held on to it for a while, thinking I might someday read it. Um, but ultimately, I let it go, not because I think po- uh, politics is inherently something that Christians can't participate in, but I do think that this kind of impulse... Um, the popularity contest, you know, you've got to be all things to all people. I'm always, I'm very curious whether or not it's really possible. I think Jimmy Carter was a deeply religious person um, and who made it work, but was a one-term president. Um, that isn't to say that other presidents weren't also deeply religious, um, but it, Carter seems to have... Um, retained a certain I don't know narrative integrity or something I guess so he built himself as a Sunday school teacher from Georgia not only does he still do that and he's super old um, but he's, he seems to carry with him a certain I don't know confidence and honesty or humility or something that I don't see as much in some of the other presidents who were more outward about their Christian beliefs. So, for example, Bush, he seemed kind of cocky sometimes. Um, Clinton seemed kind of uh, uh, lascivious, or or like he seemed kind of like he was a ladies' man. Um, I mentioned politicians, because to reach an office like president, you have to you know, win coalitions. You have to be popular. And to do that, you have to appeal. And that, I think, um, I think Clinton, uh, makes me think of this most only because of the podcasts I've been listening over the last several months. Um, but he had this way with people. He could tell, you know, he'd tell you what you want to hear, I guess. Um, and the way that that was described in these podcasts, which is really just one podcast about his impeachment, um, was that he was a true politician. And so in this world, we have, in our society, we have this assumption that to be a politician, among other things, 
means to be able to be all things to all people. Um, and one part of me feels like that's superficial and fleeting and, you know, kind of, um, kind of fake. Um, but it's, it's not necessarily, um, you know, a total vice. Politicians, uh, are able to win coalitions. I mean, that's, that's both a, a, a thing that concerns me, I suppose, but also something that gives me hope. Um, they're able to hold in tension a number of different groups, like the church. Church is a politics in that um, it must appeal to and maintain a balance between very diverse groups and exercise authority over those groups. Um, and so I, I don't think that it's... I'm just confessing my own tension over it or my own kind of uh, misgivings. But it isn't to say that it's wrong or bad. I mean, Paul is the 13th apostle for a reason. And he he built the church as we know it. If it weren't for Paul, you know, a lot of what we think of as Christianity wouldn't wouldn't exist. Um, and so there's there's something to be said for this ability um, to um, hold uh, seemingly incohesive groups together, um, to be able to be all things to all people, that so that by all means, the church and, and Christians, by implication, might save some. Um, it's a compromise. It's, it's not necessarily, I don't think, the ideal or what we should strive for, but if our priority is to inbreak the kingdom into this world, to um, bring it to earth as it is in heaven, um, then those compromises are necessary. Um, and they aren't necessarily moral compromises, but without them, we wouldn't have the church, we wouldn't have the many members that make up the one body of Christ, and we wouldn't have that, that very metaphor um, to use, because Paul, Paul thought it up. Um, and so there's, while there's some concern, I suppose, that's valid about um, shape-shifting, I suppose, um, it isn't necessarily, um, the, you know, certainly not the worst thing to do, but it isn't, it isn't always a vice, um, even if at, at, um, at times it might be used for ill or, or it might, um, display somebody who ha you know, lacks a certain kind of integrity or continuity. Um, we just have to take it for what it is and, and at some point time we may uh, need to compromise in order uh, for good that might to, to be done. Proper 20 from the Book of Common Prayer. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation. 
where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, I hope you'll consider participating in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast with a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash firstformation slash support. You can sponsor morning prayer for Pew Pew people with as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a weekday lectionary reading yourself and sending it to me to be included in an episode of your choosing. Instructions for co-hosts will be provided to you directly, and you don't have to be a grunt to participate in First Formation in this or any way. Finally, and most importantly, you can send me your prayer requests of a minute or less with a recording app of your choice. Prayers may be added to a morning prayer episode, aired anonymously, if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in morning prayers for Pew Pew people. I hope you'll continue to listen in and maybe even consider participating yourself. This has been Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.